Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi, this is Catherine Teague. I'm a lawyer in the Statutory Insurance Division of McCabe Kerwood, specialising in compulsory third-party claims. In last week's episode of the Proper Lookout podcast, Peter Hunt discussed how pre-accident weekly earnings are assessed in a standard claim for statutory benefits. Some tricky issues arose, particularly where the injured person had inconsistent earnings pre-accident or their circumstances had changed. This week, I will look at pre-accident weekly earnings, or PAWE, for students, apprentices, trainees, and other young people. The complication here, of course, is that the pre-accident earnings of young people are typically low or non-existent in the period immediately before the accident, but are likely to increase in the short to medium term. So how does the Motor Accident Injuries Act of 2017, also known as MIA, tell us to assess pre-accident weekly earnings in these circumstances? The answer lies in clauses 5 and 6 of Schedule 1 to MIA. There is a link on our website if you would like to read along. Clause 5 is dedicated to the pre-accident weekly earnings of students. Based on Clause 5, Subsection 1, It appears that only full-time students can be treated as earners in the statutory benefits arena. It is unclear what happens to part-time students who are either not earning an income or are earning a part-time income. In any event, Clause 5, Subsection 1 provides that a full-time student should be treated as an earner from the time they have completed their studies, provided they are over 15 years of age. So, if a high school or university student is injured whilst they are still studying, they are only entitled to statutory wage payments from the date they would have completed their studies, but for the accident. So far, so good. The next step, however, is the tricky one. Clause 5, subsection 1b, says that the student's pre-accident weekly earnings are calculated on the basis of the weekly earnings that the person would have received upon being employed on the completion of their course of studies. Whilst this appears to be an open-ended proposition, Clause 4.54 of the Motor Accident Guidelines comes to our aid. That clause says that in assessing a student's pre-accident weekly earnings, the insurer is to have regard to the following factors. The course of study being undertaken pre-accident academic results, published wage date for new graduates relevant to the course, previous work experience, Australian Bureau of Statistics data for the injured person's age and industry, the injured person's individual circumstances, and any other relevant information. As such, the assessment of a student's pre-accident weekly earnings appears to be extremely subjective. The insurer is entitled to have regard to a wide variety of information, including the injured person's pre-accident performance in their course and the extent of their work experience to determine what their earnings would have been once the course was completed. 
Presumably an injured student with no experience and poor academics will be assessed with a lower pre-accident weekly earnings than a student who excelled in their course and who can boast impressive work experience. Similar issues face apprentices and trainees because they can expect their earnings to increase at the completion of their apprenticeship or their period of training, but for an injury. Clause 6 to Schedule 1 deals with the assessment of pre-accident weekly earnings for this class of injured person. At the outset, it is important to note that Clause 5 only applies if the injured person is under 21 years of age on the day of the accident. I anticipate that some mature age claimants who are undergoing training in their job to justify a higher income might try to use Clause 5 to boost their assessment of pre-accident weekly earnings. However, this is not viable unless they are under 21 on the day that they were injured in the motor vehicle accident. Otherwise, Clause 6 applies to apprentices and people under a contract of employment who are expressly required to undergo training, instruction or examination for the purpose of becoming qualified for their occupation. Examples include professionals who need to undergo some practical training before being qualified to work in their chosen profession. This class of injured person would only command relatively low earning during their apprenticeship or their traineeship, but could expect better earnings once they are qualified. Clause 6, subsection 2, then sets out how pre-accident weekly earnings should be calculated in those claims. In respect of any week after the motor accident in which the earner is entitled to a weekly payment under Division 3.3, the calculation of which depends on the amount of the earner's pre-accident weekly earnings, the payment is to be calculated on the basis that the earner's pre-accident weekly earnings are the weekly earnings that it is likely that he or she would have been entitled to in that week had the accident not occurred and had he or she continued in that employment. Wow, that was a tongue twister. In essence, I think Clause 6, Subsection 2 requires the insured to assess when the injured person would have completed their apprenticeship or traineeship, what their earnings would have been thereafter, and apply the increased amount from the date it would have been received but for the injury. So if I'm under 21 years old, and doing my practical legal training, and I'm going to complete my PLT in four weeks, but a motor vehicle accident intervenes, for the purpose of calculating my weekly benefits, I would look to the following. My pre-accident weekly earnings for the four weeks after the accident is calculated by reference to my income as a trainee. And my pre-accident weekly earnings beyond four weeks is calculated by reference to what I would have earned as a graduate lawyer. Unlike for students, there is no provision in the motor accident guidelines to assist in assessing the pre-accident weekly earnings of apprentices and trainees. I assume this is because the injured person, that is the injured apprentice or trainee, should know what their post-qualification income will be given they are already employed. Documents should be available, which removes the need for a subjective assessment of job prospects by reference to published data or prior performance. So that completes my review of pre-accident weekly earnings for young people at the start of their careers whether they be students, apprentices, or trainees. 
In coming weeks, the team at McCabe Kerwood will discuss the concept of pre-accident and post-accident earning capacity and how those terms apply to statutory benefits. In the meantime, if you have any questions on this week's podcast or any other Maya issue, please feel free to contact us. We're here to help. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.